I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 213 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, here we go. I got another exciting week of celebrating fatherhood and family life coming at you. I got five bangers coming your way starting today with one of the greatest bowlers in the world. He is the first bowler in the history of professional bowling to win 11 career majors. Jason Belmonte joins me today all the way from Sydney, Australia. He has one of the most unique delivery styles in all of bowling. He has a two-handed method that has brought him some incredible success. He is in a class of his own when it comes to 10-pin bowling. So please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a Transformation Tuesday with one of the biggest names in the supplement industry, Aaron Singerman, the CEO of Redcon One, will be joining me here. Wednesday is going to be a very humbling episode. I'm going to have a Warrior Wednesday edition of the podcast here, and I'm going to have the extreme honor of speaking to a true Iraqi hero, better known by the name The Terrorist Whisperer. Uh, His story is so fascinating. He has a book out and a documentary titled The Terrorist Whisperer, uh, which details his just amazing journey, so lock it in for that one. Thursday, we're going to switch gears here just a bit and kick it around with Joel Willis, who is the creator and editor of The Dad, which is one of the biggest and best suppliers of fatherhood content anywhere on social media. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Friday for Frogman Friday, I will be releasing my fourth collection of Navy SEAL interviews, which will include the interview portions only with my five most downloaded Frogman interviews so far in 2019, which are going to include my conversations with the lone survivor, Marcus Luttrell, along with his wife, Melanie, DevGrew operator, Eddie Penny, as well as my interviews with Navy SEALs Jeff Nichols, Ryan Bates, and David Rutherford. So please be sure you are subscribing to the podcast and share this with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the podcast that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump into the action right now with world-class bowler Jason Belmonte. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a world-class 10-pin bowler who has earned over $1.5 million on the Professional Bowling Association Tour. He is a four-time ESPY Award winner. He has won 22 PBA titles, 11 major championships, and he is a four-time PBA Player of the Year. It is so cool for me to say, Jason Belmonte, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's awesome to be on your uh, podcast. Okay, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have three children. Uh, I have a nine-year-old girl, a seven-year-old boy, and a three-year-old girl. Okay, two girls and a boy. Are you going to try to even up the score here or are you all done? Uh, well, that depends on whom you ask. Uh, if you talk to my wife, the, the team has still been created. And if you talk to me, I'm quite happy to uh, play with five. But uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, whether we have three or four, um, you know, uh, it's hard work, <laughs> no matter how many you have. Absolutely. What type of uh, sports or activities are the kids into? Yeah, well, in Australia, we play um, a slightly different uh, array of sports uh, than, than most Americans do. So soccer is something, obviously, that we have in, 
in common, which my son loves to play. But my daughter, uh, my nine-year-old daughter, likes to play netball, which is a uh, it's a variation of basketball where instead of dribbling, you can't dribble. You can only um, pivot on the one spot, and you have positions that uh, you know you can only go in certain um, thirds within the court. So the court is broken into thirds, um, and that's a really cool. I actually don't know where it originated from. I don't know if it's uh, if it's an Aussie game or an English game or where it came from, but um, it's a lot of fun, and, and she's into that. And my youngest, well, she's into, honestly, any sport that we're playing. So as we're playing cricket in the backyard, if we're throwing the football around, if we're kicking a soccer ball, you know, shooting a netball, she wants to be involved with it all. Yeah, that's so cool. Now, do you get involved with uh, coaching at all, or do you like to enjoy it all from the sidelines? Yeah, it's pretty hard to commit, um, you know, to coaching the teams because I, I travel for over six months of the year. And, you know, one of the things that I would just hate is to, you know, lump my responsibility on another parent who, um, you know, maybe wanted the full-time gig in the first place, but, um, you know, kind of has to just uh, replace me when I'm gone because I'm gone so much. It, it wouldn't make me feel good knowing that I was letting the team down. So I, I try to just, you know, be the supportive father on the sideline. And if I'm if I'm around town and, and I need to be uh, the father that, you know, helps for a week or whatever, then, then I, I love to do that. Yeah, great point. All right, Jason, please take a second here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, well, my name is Jason Belmonte. I'm from uh, a small town in uh, Australia. It's called Orange uh, in the state of New South Wales. I'm a, a professional bowler, 10-pin bowler. Uh, I've traveled the world or have been traveling the world since I was 16 and I'm now 35, um, knocking over pins in, on different continents. And I've been very fortunate enough that the pins have fallen for me more times than, than I ever thought they would. Um, you know, winning 11 major championships on the Professional Bowlers Association Tour and um, winning other titles uh, on five different continents. So... Um, I'm a father of three, like I just said, um, married of, um, geez, how many years? 12 years and still live in, in Australia and just commute to my work in the U.S. Yeah, what an incredible journey that you've had so far here, Jason, and you got started at such a young age. Um, how did the experience of becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, I think it just opens your eyes a little bit into the bigger picture that, um, you know, I think as a, as a younger guy, and I, I don't know if this is something that happens to everybody. I'm sure I, I would like to hope so. But there is this moment where you, you notice that the world does not revolve around yourself, that there are others in it that are uh, equally as important as you in this world. And I think when I, had, um, when I got married, um, that certainly was one of the, the first moments that I realized this. And then having your first child, it was like, wow, not only do you not now revolve around the world, but this little person is the most important person in the entire world and you really don't matter. <laughs> so it's, it was one of those kind of like moments where um, you're so amazed at, you know, how little you are compared to, to another person when that other person is is uh, is your child. Yeah, well said. And to be honest with you, Jason, here for my wife and I, going from two to three kids presented the biggest challenge for us, more so than going from three to four did. Uh, what would you say it was for you, going from one to two or two to three? Um, 
Yeah, I think one to two was probably a little more a little more challenging for me personally. I, I'd have to talk to Kimberly, my wife, about that and see what she thought. I feel like, you know, now, like right this very moment when two of my children are busy somewhere else and I have just one to watch, it's honestly like a holiday. It's so easy to do. And I wonder... And I think back to the days when I, when I, when Aria, my eldest, was was the firstborn. I, I think, why did I used to think this was so difficult? This is so easy now. I think when we had two and we were juggling two kids, it was this for me the very first time that, well, you know, I have to keep two things happy right now. Like that's not easy for me to do. I didn't find it. Not that I found it like incredibly difficult. It was just it was the step up. Now with three. Um, I feel I'm way more relaxed as a dad in that regard. Like, you know, I don't let, you know, every little bump and scratch, you know, I don't go running with the, the medical kit if, you know, we've got a graze on the knee. Now it's a lot more, <laughs> hey, you'll be you'll be fine, get up, you know. So <laughs> because I'm a lot more relaxed as a dad, um, I think it allows me to be a little bit more free and and, you know, independently do things with, the, the three individual children rather than feeling like, you know, I've got to carry them all at the same time. You know, I, I have no problem now saying, no, 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 daddy's a little busy with, with your uh, with your brother. I'll come back in a minute. Where before, when it was just the two, I'd always feel like, you know, I'm trying to, to do this together. You're like, oh, your brother wants you now, your sister wants you. Okay, I'll, I'll do everything I can right now for you both, so you're both happy. And I just don't think that's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, good stuff. Now, in order to play anything at the level of competition that you've reached here with bowling requires a ton of dedication and commitment. Uh, so what have been some of the challenges for you of being a professional bowler while being a dad? Look, I don't think it really um, matters what your profession is, and it, and it certainly doesn't matter your gender. I mean, mums or dads who are professionals who are working, who are traveling. Um, I think the biggest burden that any traveling professional has as a parent is um, the guilt of, of missing things, of, of not being there when um, good news or bad news happens, you know, when, when something uh, happens for the first time and you get told about it, you know, via phone. I think those moments can be really, um, I guess, sad. You know, they're great moments, but you, you certainly miss being there. And uh, it can weigh on you when you travel as much as I do. So one of the things that we try to do here as much as possible is, um, you know, when I'm home, I'm I'm completely invested in everything these kids are doing. So whilst I might miss six months of the year worth of stuff, the other six months I'm capturing everything. And that makes me happy. I think it makes the children happy. And, and it certainly evens it all out in the end. Yeah, very well said. And how did you first get involved with bowling, Jason? Is it very popular in Australia? And is there any difference between bowling there as opposed to uh, bowling in the United States or the UK? All right, it's time to get an important word from our sponsors, then right back to the land down under with Jason Belmonte. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Are you enjoying First Class Fatherhood? Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? It may sound insane, but it's true. There is a free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Seriously, just go download the free PodCoin app on your iPhone or Android, and if you use my special code, First Class Fatherhood, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. The more you listen, the more PodCoin you earn. And then you turn those PodCoins into gift cards for places like Amazon, Starbucks, or more. 
So go ahead and listen to this podcast on PodCoin and sign up using the code FIRSTCLASSFATHERHOOD. It will change the way you listen to podcasts. How did you first get involved with bowling, Jason? Is it very popular in Australia? And is there any difference between bowling there as opposed to uh, bowling in the United States or the U.K.? My parents built a bowling center when I was uh, just a couple of weeks old. So bowling has basically been um, a part of my life since I was born. So growing up, it was my daycare. It was my second home. And, um, you know, I fell in love with the game immediately. Just never thought I'd, I'd ever be able to do what I do now and and to be able to use bowling as, a, as an income. So... I'm extremely grateful to be able to say that, you know, I do something that I love and I'm able to provide for my family for it. Um, in terms of if bowling is different or the same in the U.S., well, in the U.K., I think we're similar then into the U.S. And, then, and, and the U.K., but we all have our little quirky things. You know, the U.S., for example, like it has a professional tour. So that's where I compete. Australia doesn't have a tour. Um, we have these kind of, independent tournaments that pay, you know, maybe one or $2,000, which is, you know, nice to spend a weekend somewhere and see some mates and bowl for a little bit of money. But at the end of the day, um, the USA is, is by far the biggest market of bowling in the world. And it's, um, it's certainly got a, a huge following there. And that's where I intend to, to spend most of my career. Yeah, and you do have a pretty unique style of delivering the ball to the pins here. You use a two-handed technique. Now, is that something you've just always done as a kid, or is, did somebody teach you that style? Yeah, no, I bowl with two hands. That's right. It, it is a little bit different, and most people, when they um, envision what it would look like, is it's, they kind of imagine that granny, you know, one leg on either side of the ball, and you push it down between your legs. But it's, it's not quite like that. Um, so I'd, I would probably recommend those listening to just youtube jason belmonte bowling and you'll see exactly what it looks like to get a better understanding but um yeah because i started bowling um so young i was 18 months old when i was picking up my my the, the bowling ball for the first time on my own and rolling it down that ball was just too heavy for a toddler to to use a traditional style so i naturally developed a two-handed release so I could pick the ball up with two hands and roll it down there and as I was getting you know a little bit older you know through the ages of four five six I noticed I was actually getting pretty good at doing this my parents were not bowlers they were not coaches they they purely built a bowling center as a business idea um, so neither of them had any bowling knowledge so there was no chance um, for my parents to look at me and, and coach this style out of me they just said great we are really busy now son is bowling a lot and he seems really happy and out of the hair that's good for us so we'll just let him do what he's doing and i don't think they ever thought you know that i would uh i would get to the heights that i've gotten to so that's that's basically in a nutshell why i bowl the way that i do and as i was getting older throughout the years i was just noticing that not only was i enjoying it and, and knocking the pins over well but i was i was better than everybody else so why would i want to change yeah, and you've had some tremendous success with it. And you mentioned there that we can watch you on YouTube, uh, which is something that is very big with kids over here in the United States. Uh, the, you know, YouTube, video games, the, all the technology. Is it the same there in Australia? Are the kids into the YouTube? And how do you kind of handle or monitor all the technology with your kids? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we call it device time. And um, it certainly is a, a very important part of their uh, of their days. I think 
the key to the way that I look at this is, um, you know, I talk to a lot of parents and a lot of parents suggest, you know, oh, we, we really want to like limit so much of their device time and, and want them outside. And I agree, like you should certainly spend time outside. But I also am of the, of the philosophy that this world that they're going to be growing up in is a digital and technologically filled world. And, you know, devices are a part of that that world for them. You know, when we studied, we studied out of books. They're going to study on iPads. And, you know, when we wrote essays, we wrote them on notepads. And, you know, now they're going to be writing on, on MacBooks. So for me, that device time, even though I try to direct that device time in a more positive way, you know, not just watching YouTube clips, but, you know, utilizing the the, the actual device for learning, um, I think it's important. I really do. I, I never want them to feel like, you know, when they get into their teenage years that mom and dad never let them, you know, use devices, play games or anything like that because I think that's going to be a huge part of their lives. Um, but we certainly don't allow them free will to just, you know, grab the iPad or turn on the TV and, and throw YouTube on and sit there for hours. I think we have a, a little policy where, it's, um, you know, depending on chores that are done, they can earn, um, you know, increments of 15-minute blocks of, of device time. And you can you can put together a couple of um, blocks of, of time that you've earned so you can enjoy a slightly longer session. But at the end of the day, when you've utilized all of your blocks, all of your um, 15-minute time uh, increments, well, you've got to go back to chores or doing other things, homework and stuff like that to earn them back. Yeah, good points there, Jason. And have your kids had the opportunity to travel with you when you go on tour? Uh, have they been outside of Australia, or do they watch you on TV when you play internationally? No, they, they do or have in the past traveled with me. Um, not so much now since school and, you know, their um, extracurricular activities, you know, dancing and music and parties that they go to and all the other jazz that goes along with being a, uh, a year three, year four student. Um but I want to bring them as often as I can. It's just the worlds are a little busier now, and it's, it's a lot harder to just say to everybody, hey, daddy's going overseas, and you guys are all coming with me. And as, as, as exciting as that sounds, there's still a lot of responsibility. You know, my wife works. She has two jobs, actually. She owns her own clothing boutique, and she works as a nurse. So you have to juggle that, plus the kids. Um, and the last thing that I want to do is, disrupt the routine just because I want to bring them overseas. If we do it, we tend to do it where it's very planned and, and organized. Yeah, that makes sense there. All right. Well, you're crushing it in the world of bowling here. You're still going strong. What type of uh, goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Well, I, I want to continue to bowl on the pro tour and, and win events that I've yet to have won. One, the most um, notable one would be the, the United States Open, which is held later this year in October, I believe it is. So I would love to be able to claim the U.S. Open and, and have that trophy amongst the, um, the trophy case. But um, at the end of the day, my, my ultimate goal is to just grow the sport of bowling, however it needs to grow. Um, to grow. I, I love this game. It's given me more opportunities than I ever thought I'd ever have in my life. And, you know, I think it's part of my responsibility to say, you know, I'm going to help it grow as it helped me in my life. So if that means I win titles and that helps grow the game of bowling, well, <laughs> I'm okay to win titles and grow the game of bowling. Yeah, and I think the best way to grow the game today would be to drop a uh, Jason Belmonte bowling game on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. We have a mobile app, Bowling by Jason Belmonte. It's been um, 
I think it's over half a million downloads now. So we've got a lot of downloads, which is great. But yeah, I would love to uh, to get a, a PlayStation game or a Xbox game developed. And that's something that we certainly plan to do into the future. Very cool. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Jason, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Um, the best advice I can give is, is really is patience is those moments when you feel like you're going to like, you know, lose your mind or, or, you know, raise your voice over something that, you know, probably isn't worth raising your voice over. I think those moments we sometimes forget that they're still little children, they're still learning, they're still absorbing the world around them. And whilst, you know, we adults have done all of that and think some things are, are very, you know, uh, obvious, um, it's not that way for children. You know, they're still, they still are learning. So there are many times when, you know, I, I feel like this is not something that, my child should be upset about. I feel like what he's crying about is not warranted of crying. And then you take that moment and realize, well, from his perspective, perhaps, you know, that Pokemon card that got destroyed was his favorite one. And that card meant the world to him. So I see it as it's just a Pokemon card. We can get some more. And then to him, it's, you know, my whole world is crashing down and hence the reason why I'm upset and crying and, and making a bit of a scene. So I, I tried to, yeah, certainly have a little bit more patience and try to view the world from their perspective. Yeah, very well said. I love the advice. This has been a lot of fun for me. I hope those pins keep falling your way. I got to say, Jason Belmonte, you are a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. No worries at all. Cheers. All right, I'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jason Belmonte for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And lock it in. We are just getting started here. A lot of awesome content coming your way. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a Transformation Tuesday with First Class Father Aaron Singerman. Wednesday, we got the Terrorist Whisperer joining the show here, Hamadi Jazem. Thursday, we got Joel Willis, the editor and creator of The Dad. And Frogman Friday is going to be my fourth collection of Navy SEAL interviews. So make sure you lock it in and spread the word about the podcast here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Sometimes